Today on CityCast Boise, an investigation of systemic racism within the Boise Police Department was ended early by the city, leaving a lot of unanswered questions. Ian Max Stevenson from the Idaho Statesman is here to walk us through what evidence was left out and why the lead investigator delivered the partial findings, quote, without a high level of confidence. It's Monday, July 10th. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Ian. Welcome back. Hey, Emma. How's it going? Uh, it's going really well. And I just want to say before we get started, I thought that your article was so great, such an incredible deep dive, and I really appreciate it. But for listeners who maybe don't don't aren't following the story, could you give them like a quick overview about why the city did this investigation in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. So last fall, city officials and leaders became aware that a recently retired veteran police captain with the Boise Police Department was involved with Um, a white supremacist organization that he'd been scheduled to speak at one of their conferences. The group's called American Renaissance. And a prominent Twitter user also linked him to some articles, blog posts, essentially written online under a pseudonym that expressed some very racist views about black people, Hispanic people. Um, And some of these posts and some of these views it became clear it had been written while he was still an officer with the police department. He just re- he just retired in around August of 2022. And the city decided to do this investigation and they brought in an outside D.C. law firm in to decide whether or not Bringleson's racism was like systemic, you know, part of part of what was going on with the Boise Police Department. So why did the city decide to bring in an outside firm in the first place? Yeah, so I think in the days after city officials found out about Uh, this officer and his views, I think they were really shocked and concerned that there might potentially be a larger problem in the police department. I think a lot of, I think the mayor and perhaps council members as well had thoughts along the lines of how could someone like this exist in an apartment for over two decades? And did he have these views publicly? Was he expressing them with other people or was he holding them privately? I think they were really concerned that these reviews that might not have just been private, but potentially could have extended into his police work. And so they really wanted to get to the bottom of that and make sure that they that was not the case and that racism was not sort of affecting policing in Boise. So they went to this law firm, I think, because the lead investigator with the firm, the firm's called Steptoe and Johnson, and the lead investigator was a man named Michael Bromwich. He has a lot of experience in these sorts of audits of police departments. He recently uh, led a very high profile investigation into the Baltimore Police Department, a years long corruption scandal there. He also was a former inspector general of the US Department of Justice. So he's a pretty high profile attorney. And I think the, the city wanted to go with a law firm that they knew had experience in the area. And what were the findings? So over about three months of work, the, the law firm found a number of issues with the Boise Police Department. I think, however, sort of Related to the um, the officer, Matt Bringleson, they did not find that sort of his views had been infected policing and they'd not found that sort of he, most of the officers that they interviewed, all the officers basically that they interviewed were um, surprised by 
learning about his views and it, they weren't things that he had expressed publicly. So at least on that front, uh, it didn't appear that there was racism in the police department. But what they did find were issues with hiring and promotions. They thought that the Boise Police Department, like a lot of other police departments, has a lot of issues with insularity, with people getting promoted from within. And actually, there were a number of complaints about Matt Bringleson, the officer, about his leadership style and about his um, conduct at work. And yet he was still promoted multiple times to leadership positions, eventually to being a captain. So those were some of the findings. The The law firm also found issues with training. Uh, there'd been a number of years, basically a decade, when no one had failed out of the um, police academy, he said, which if no one's failing out, that means that maybe the training standards aren't rigorous enough, or at least that's what the law firm found. But the caveat with all these findings was that the law firm was not able to do a full investigation because the funding was limited. And as a result, they said that their findings were not delivered with a high level of confidence. I want to talk more about that. So the city shut down the investigation early to save money, and it seems like it must have affected the uh, investigation. There was there a lot that they said they couldn't get to. Like, for example, I'm going to quote from your article here. It said that the investigators did not have a chance to review substantial department records, and those included police documents, Bringleson's personal emails and body cam footage of his interaction with the public, his internal affairs file, which seems uh, pretty important. And you say it included a large number of complaints. And I, I really do feel like those uh, it's weird to me that it's like, well, we didn't find anything. And it's like, sounds like you didn't really look through maybe some of the most important things. And they're, they're saying, well, we did. That's why we're saying we're delivering this with not a lot of confidence, this report. Yeah, I think um, your observation there is uh, is a smart one. I think they they really did not do a lot of the work that they set out to do and that they wanted to do. And I think uh, Bromwich, the lead lawyer, he said that um, sort of the cornerstone of any serious investigation is the documents, is looking through department policies. Um, like you said, the internal affairs file of this officer, complaints against him, his body cam footage, actual recordings of him interacting with the public, interacting with minority communities in Boise, they didn't get to do that um, because they there wasn't sufficient funding available um, for them to finish that investigation. And so I think while that while the lawyer did say he didn't think that he didn't think that based on the experience of other police officers with Matt Bringleson that it was likely that there would be some huge finding beyond that. I think in general he felt like they wanted to do a serious dive into this police police department and its policies, and I didn't have the chance to do that. Yeah, from your interview, it sounded like the lead interviewer, like you're saying, Michael Bromwich, he was pretty frustrated with the situation. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, he's he's led um, investigations at Baltimore Police Department, like I said, uh, Police Department in Houston, as well as other places around the country. He's also done, as I said, investigations with the Department of Justice. And he said he's never in his career uh, so far, not finished an investigation. So this, what happened in Boise was the first time he's run into this. And one thing that I did is that there were a lot of questions about the funding and what was happening with it. So I went ahead and requested public records of communications between the city and the lead investigator, Michael Bromwich. And what I found was that he had these concerns about the funding up front. So the city initially authorized $500,000 to begin the investigation. This was back in December. And in email communications around the time with city officials, Bromwich said he was really uncomfortable with the cap. 
that he doesn't do investigations that have caps because if they're truly independent investigations, they don't know what they're getting into until they start going through documents. They don't know where the investigation is going to go. And so they need to sort of have leeway to do that. That was his perspective. And uh, city officials replied to him basically that they needed to cap it for administrative reasons, but that going forward, the city council, if there was a need to do more investigation, could renew that funding. So Bromwich said that he felt comfortable moving forward with his firm conducting the investigation. But as it turned out, um, there sort of ended up being political blowback for this. Um, the law firm is very expensive. They charged over $800 an hour for this research. Um, they're quite a sort of blue chip law firm. And I think because of sort of those swirling circumstances in the months and weeks following uh, the start of this investigation, the city ended up deciding to wrap it up early rather than letting it finish. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about a couple quotes from Boise City Council members about that, uh, which I personally found a little infuriating. Like Councilperson Holly Wooding said, well, it just we wrapped it up, you know, because it didn't seem like at that point there was a whole lot else to investigate. And uh, Councilperson Patrick Bajent said that from the beginning, he was open to ending the investigation if it turned out that you know, Bringleson was the only one and work wasn't needed, which is kind of what happened, is what he said. And it seems to me like Bromwich said, uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't even hardly scratch the surface of this. We have a lot more to investigate. And the city of Boise was like, cool, no systemic racism here. Uh, all complete. Thanks. Thanks for the, the time. And uh, I just I just feel like that's wild to me that that's their takeaway. I feel like it would be a lot more honest to say we didn't finish it. We ran out of money. So we don't know. But like instead, they're saying, well, no racism. Everything looks good. Am I being fair to the city right now? What do you think? Well, I think I think city officials had a different perspective from from Bombwich. They felt like this was a very qualified law firm uh, that has a lot of experience in this area and they are very expensive. And I think they felt like through the work that they did, they didn't find um, any sort of egregious findings about the officer himself and him sort of expressing his views in his work through through the work that they were able to do. And I think they feel now, as the mayor has told me, that sort of further follow up on this, further review of department policies, further examination of the findings that this law firm found uh, will allow them to sort of resolve these internally or perhaps down the road, maybe they'll need to hire a another law firm locally that costs less to sort of do follow up on this. But they feel like they feel like they did the the most serious portion of the investigation that they needed to and that therefore they could now proceed without spending lots more money, potentially up to two million dollars on this investigation. But yeah, Br- Bromwich and his law firm, I think, feel differently. Well, it's interesting. I wonder, you know, we have the November election coming up. And do you think any of the candidates, either for city council or the mayor's office, uh, will make this a campaign issue? I've probably, right? I think that's I think that's al- already happening. Um, I mentioned sort of that there this became a political football. Mike Masterson, who's at the moment the leading contender with uh, Mayor Lauren McLean in the mayor's race, he's written um, op-eds sort of questioning both the selection of this law firm, its cost, and sort of the need to do an investigation like this with an outside firm from D.C. So, yeah, I I think I think it is potentially going to be an issue that we'll see come up again in the coming months on the campaign trail. I'm wondering, did anything else stand out to you in your conversations with Bromwich? He seemed really candid. Yeah, I think 
uh, one thing that was I found was interesting was that so he had said that he didn't think that they were going to be based on what they were able to review any sort of further hugely revelatory findings about Bringleson, the officer himself, though, of course, he can't say that with full confidence because they didn't get to do a lot of their investigation. But he said that generally he feels like because of the role of policing in communities and because of around the country, we've, we've seen all this attention in recent years to police departments, um, police violence, police accountability, all of those subjects have been very prominent in the news. He feels like doing a serious review of a police department, its policies, sort of having an independent look at how they conduct themselves, how they conduct business is really important because lots of police departments, even really well-respected police departments can become insular. They can start doing things the way they've always done them. They don't necessarily um, stay up to date on standards that other police departments are developing. And so I think from his perspective, he felt like this sort of thing is important to do from an accountability perspective because law enforcement deserves scrutiny. Yeah, that was something I agreed with uh, Councilperson Bajent about in at the very end of your article where he said, you know, this is a, a, a right now $84 million department. Uh, the police, Boise Police Department is the largest of any, any city agency. And, you know, I think next year their fiscal budget is supposed to be $95 million. And uh, Bajent was like, you know, yeah, this seems like a lot of money, but investigating this to make sure that it's running well and that it's, you know, we're using it for what we intended. I don't I don't think that's wasted money. I think he's trying to characterize it as money well spent. Um, did you get that feeling from any of the other city council's members like that? They were like it was money well spent. I think that in general, um, after Bromwich's presentation in May, I think most of the city council members were did feel like these were um, really useful findings, preliminary findings that um, Bromwich had put together. And I think they're they're pretty intent on trying to um, address some of these, trying to address the promotion issues, the training issues that he brought up. And I think in the coming weeks, um, I think we're going to see updates from the police department on how they're proceeding to try to potentially tweak or change some of their policies to address the issues that he brought up. Well, Ian, an excellent article. Really appreciate your deep dive on this. Can't wait to see what you do next. Thanks, Emma. Thanks for having me. And here's some news to know today. The Idaho Press is reporting that Meridian Police are installing new traffic cameras that look for specific license plates or types of cars. For now, the new cameras will not be used for catching red light runners or as speeding cams. The police chief in the suburban city says the goal is to use the cameras to help locate specific vehicles that are part of criminal investigations and that info picked up by the cameras will only be stored for 60 days. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, you're going to love our Hey Boise newsletter. Chock full of events and Treasure Valley news fresh in your inbox every day. We'll be back tomorrow morning with date night ideas for you and your sweetie. Bye. Bye.